Welcome back to another episode of the Major Journey Podcast, where we showcase stories from cannabis industry power players. On this week's episode, we're talking with two technology-focused entrepreneurs that have spoken with nearly 100 dispensary owners to understand their pain points when it comes to juggling inventory, customer engagement programs, employee success efforts, maintaining records of compliance, and literally everything else in between that comes with running a top-notch dispensary. The two decided to launch into entrepreneurship after years of working in tech and learning that the corporate world wasn't always welcoming of new ideas. I'm super excited to learn more about their journey and how far they've come, how they've gotten here, and where they're headed in 2021 with their dispensary operations management system software called Tucana, which I absolutely love the name. Cree Robinson and Louis Masensi, it is a pleasure to have you both here with us today. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mike. Super excited to be here and chat with you. Pleasure to be here, Mike. Yeah, thank you, guys. So um, so I've had the pleasure of connecting with both of you uh, way before the show and, and learning a little bit about this platform that you guys have been working on and, and that you've put together. I got to ask, though, how on earth did you get the idea for combining so many different functions. Um, and I think on the website, you guys even mentioned 10 different platforms into one. And what made you get involved with something like this? Because I would assume that this is not an overnight endeavor where you kind of just snap your fingers and boom, we have a software like this. So can you just kind of take us back to the beginning on how you got started with that and how you got to, to where you guys are today? Yeah, so I've started us off, Louie, and if you want to jump in. So initially, we started off wanting to create a, well, if we take it way, way back, we started off wanting to, to create kind of like a, a Yelp for the cannabis industry. And cool. then that kind of just put us into a complete rabbit hole. I'm sure you've been there before. <laughs> yeah. um, happens on YouTube a lot. You start with one video and then you're like, how did I get mm -hmm. here? So we started off wanting to create a POS system. After we started talking to some folks, we realized that there was such a much larger gap in the industry and a POS system wasn't necessarily gonna fulfill that. We talked to folks and then realized that there is a gap when it came to task management and work order management and integrations and the systems connecting and folks were still using uh, what you, sticky notes and binders. Mm. And if there was just a lot of what seemed to be disorganization, technology kind of just failing the industry. And so from there, we thought to create an all-in-one type of system where folks could take one platform and use that to be as compliant as possible within their stores. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because um, one, of the, one of the fascinating things that I think a lot of people knock, you know, the corporate world for, but, or really any kind of opportunity or, or situation that they've been in where they didn't really enjoy it so much, they knock it totally. But it looks to me like you two have taken, you know, an experience that was kind of negative, but then you soaked up all of the, you know, ways that maybe corporate would keep things organized, keep things in systems, and, and they would have procedures and, and set operations for how to manage things. And it kind of looks like you just extrapolated that and said, wait a second, nobody's doing this in cannabis. What's going on? Like, we need to do something about this. Is that kind of, you know, what, what happened along the way? Yeah, I would say so 100%. So, 
like you said, software has been around for about maybe 30 years now, and it's evolved a lot. Like if you look at the first software that came out in like the 80s and 90s, it's, you know, really ugly to look at for one. And then <laughs> and then it's uh, and it also didn't do everything folks wanted. So over time, you know, every five years, software just improves and gets better. And we've been working in the corporate world for about six, seven years now. And we've both worked in technology and I've seen firsthand how software has evolved and where it's at right now, it's, we're getting to a point where folks are realizing there's no need to have all these different pieces of software and trying to make them integrate. If we can have one that has all the data that we need and helps us do everything we want, then, you know, why not do that? So you figure might as well do it in cannabis. So that's how we got there. Yeah. So how did you actually go from, I love the, I, I love that, that frame of mind, by the way, that's awesome. It's, it's such a like problem solver mentality, which I applaud all entrepreneurs for. How did you actually go from seeing what was going on to being like, you know what, like, let's just jump in. Let, let's, let's, let's get into the cannabis space. Like what was the link between technology and cannabis? Did you just, you know, was it just like a, like a personal favorite thing of yours or did you hear about the industry and were you kind of like, oh, you know what, this is a, a pretty nascent industry that can maybe use some innovation. Where, um, where did that, that link or that bridge kind of take place for you guys? You know, I'm going to take this, Kree, I'm going to start off and then you can finish us off. But yeah, so good question. And I think at first, so we're in Michigan, we're based out of Michigan. And I think 2018, yeah, 2018 is when we first really got started on this whole idea of cannabis and business. Um, so we were driving around, I think, and we we just we knew that cannabis was on the ballot for recreational use. And we're like, wow, this is a great opportunity. It would be awesome if we could get into business, get into something that has to do with cannabis. My idea was to open a dispensary, but then, you know, kind of looked into it, saw how complex it was. And, you know, just talking to Cree about it, we figured, well, what do we do best? What can we offer to the industry? Instead of trying to do something that's outside of our expertise, why don't we just focus on things that we know how to do, right? And there's only like two or three things. Cree can sing, um, I, and I, it, that's that's one thing. And I can work on software, that's about it. So, so yeah, so Cree can also work on software. So we're like, all right, well, fantastic. So we just started. <laughs> looking at ideas we started with yelp um looked like weed masters doing a lot of that and we just like chris said got into a rabbit hole of different ideas and then eventually landed on what we have today that's so cool Cree. i didn't know you could sing uh, do you want to <laughs> do you want to follow up on that and kind of share your <laughs> you know your uh your path and how, and how you kind of saw you guys you know just tackling the industry Sure, on the music part or the tech part. No, um, so yeah. <laughs> um, which, by the way, we have, there seems to be a very close connection yeah. with people in the music industry and cannabis. Only almost every person we've talked to has a background in music, which is, I mean, I guess they, it makes sense, but um, it's a fun fact there. So, yeah, I 100% agree with Louis. Um, and I think, yeah, it just made sense. And I think for me also I've always been passionate about working in industries where women, minorities, people of color have been either excluded or have been negatively impacted by. Of course, cannabis is 100% uh, an industry that falls in that category. So I, it just, it made sense. 
And um, yeah, we, we went in that rabbit hole for a couple of days. And I was just looking through my phone the other day and we have, I have a picture of me in our living room with a huge whiteboard and we're just mapping things out. Mm. And yeah, we landed on this and went from POS and it evolves to this. So, yeah. So one of the questions, and I don't think, um, and we've, we've, the three of us have kind of known each other for, for, I would say a couple months now, pretty well. I don't think I've actually ever asked you guys, but Tucana, how did you come up with the name? That was, uh, you know, and it's funny, I wish we had like a, a really amazing story, but we don't. Um, we kind of just, we, so I, I can at least tell you, we at least wanted like an animal kind of theme, or at least I did. So okay. I was like, we should, you know, try to have something that's appealing, cute, not cutesy, but you know, appealing, charming. And every name that we wanted was taken and so we got also got into a rabbit hole where we were coming up with ridiculous names. And I don't want to give you an example of any in case someone has accompanied with these names, but <laughs> we thought they were completely ridiculous. And then we landed on Tucana and we were like, this is perfect. Toucan, cannabis, like it just worked. And then we came up with a logo and then everything kind of just fell into place there. So there wasn't really um, anything, uh, any particular methodology unfortunately people ask us that all the time but it was yeah kind of just spitballing really yeah it's funny how sometimes things like that they just kind of happen and there's really no like significance to it but then when you actually plug it and play it into your your brand or your company it just kind of works and it just rolls off the tongue and everybody's like oh all right cool like yeah i, I like that i like <laughs> exactly. that and you would think that there's some like grandiose process behind it like kind of like how artists will be in a studio and they're you know they got all their friends around and they're all just like collaborating brainstorming then they finally get the name for the album you guys were just like nah. You just rolled with it. It was cool. One hundred percent. Exactly. Exactly. It was a pretty happy moment, honestly, because we had another name before, which was we didn't know it was taken. So we found out maybe six months into the process. Yes. Whoa, this yeah, this name is taken, and we're just shattered because we <laughs> we liked it a lot. So we we saw ourselves as that name. But then, like, yeah, so we went through this process, had a couple really, like, wacky names that you're like, yeah, I'm not going to drop them. But then Tucana, like she said, was really great. And we found a lot of fun facts about toucans. Um, do you know what color feet they have? They have blue feet, which is really, which is really neat to me. I've never, yeah, I'd never thought so. And so, yeah, so I like toucans now. I like the name. I like toucans. I know a lot of fun facts about them. So that's how. Uh, yeah, that's my that's my Tucana story. <laughs> Man, that's so cool. You know what's so funny too? I've never heard anybody say anything about a toucan's feet up until now. Yeah. That's amazing. It's like the number one fun fact about them because no one knows what they look like and they're blue. It's like they have shoes on. It's it's the craziest. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like a very vibrant blue too. Like it's 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 really neat to look at. Yeah. You know what's one of the coolest things about working in the cannabis space I found, and this is just this is just an example of this, and I'm glad we have this like on the episode happening. I feel like a lot of folks that are in this space they just appreciate the little things in life that I feel like are really like the best, like just like little things like this. I feel like you can actually find other people that appreciate little things like this in this space more so than uh, than like other industries or or other sectors. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of people in the cannabis space are just very, and and 
it ranges like they don't all have to like be super super involved in like plant touching aspects but just like you guys like technology or legal or like marketing or or real estate or finance like it just seems like a lot of the folks that come into this space they they just mesh and they all kind of have a lot of synergy how what was your first kind of taste of the cannabis industry i know you guys went around to a lot of different dispensaries and talk to a lot of, of the owners, the managers, the people that were kind of running the show. Um, when you were doing that to get, to get more insight and data into this, this endeavor that you were starting out on, what was that process like? Uh, yeah. So we, and like Louie can jump in because he like, he tells the story well, but we um, failed at that when we first, when we initially started. And so we were, we would go door to door, literally to dispensaries in Portland, you know, there's dispensaries like every block. And so we would go door to door and say, you know, we have the software, we want to just get information and learn about your experiences. And they would say, yeah, sure. It sounds great. Come back next week. And so we'd come back next week and then mm-hmm. be like, yeah, we're excited. Come back next week. And then it just but even then though even then and just to speak to your point earlier how people are in the industry everyone was still so welcoming and open even though they didn't happen as opposed to other industries I think we would have just gotten the door slammed in our face or no we're not interested be gone and so you know just that was our first taste and even getting rejected still felt like oh okay well you know I think we could still have a relationship with these people I don't think we walked away feeling defeated or, you know, like, oh, this is not the industry for us. It was still very, um, yeah, like I said, just very welcoming. And I think that speaks to folks in the industry quite a bit. And to that point, just to add to that, um, so they kept telling us too that they were busy when we come back. So that's just maybe has to do with the fact that they have so much to do. It's not just because they don't want to talk to you. Yes. You just realize that they were really super busy with admin tasks, they have to manage um, their inventory, their staff. There's just so many things that they have to manage in their store um, that they, unless you can schedule time, they really don't, you know, have the time for it because it's going to hurt their productivity, their sales or numbers. So it was completely understandable. Um, But, you know, that's which is the reason why we're hoping that a software like ours can actually help kind of just eliminate some of those tasks, honestly, because what we heard was, well, I have hired this new person who's an admin person just to handle um, the integration with the state system, for instance, you know, or I since I can't hire this person, I do that full time. So I really don't have time to talk to you right now maybe around this time of year when it slows down, maybe, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's just, it's, it did hurt to get rejected because, you know, I'm not a salesperson. I, I'm not at all used to it, but yeah, I also understood where they're coming from. And, and we, we also have, so we have a, a success story out of that. So Cree, if you want to tell it, you, you can, but um, I know Cree had the idea. Yeah. She had the idea after I kept getting rejected, rejected night after night, She's like, well, why don't we go on Indeed and put up a, a job posting that says, hey, um, we have this new software for the cannabis industry. If you're a dispensary manager, an owner, a butt tender, we'd just love to talk to you. We'll pay you this much per hour and just get some feedback on what we're doing, what we could be doing better, what we need to not be doing with our software, so on and so forth. And I didn't have the highest hope 
However, what happened was within like two days, we had 30 or 20 to 30 different people just reach out to us. And that's how we're able to get in um, and actually make connections with folks. And so how did that, how, like, how did those conversations go when, when they were, when you weren't necessarily knocking on their door, but they were more so knocking on yours now, did you find that those conversations were super easy to have and that people were very transparent? 100%. And that's one thing I've learned too. That's how I think we knew that we were onto something when people are very, very, either very passionate or very frustrated about something, they talk a lot. And so I think in this case, it's a little bit of both. People are very frustrated and very passionate about the industry. So they were so easy to have. A lot of people just, we would ask a couple of leading questions and, you know, like, what is your experience with this aspect? And then it was just, it flowed. And I think that was consistent across almost everyone that we talked with. And just to add to that, so we talked to folks from all over the, the United States, all the way from Colorado to Maine on the East Coast. So, and what was also awesome about that, well, for us anyways, the experiences were really similar, even though, as you know, Mike, state by state, the rules are different. Uh, the software vendors might be different, but we found out that the issues people were having in, let's say, Colorado were the same that the same as the ones in Detroit or um, in Illinois, so on and so forth. So we felt like we were tapping into something real because these folks didn't know each other, but they had the same experience and same issues, and they were asking for similar um, solutions. So yeah, so was, that was a pretty cool process. That is pretty cool, especially how you notice that there's a lot of similarities, no matter what. And it's funny, too, because I feel like cannabis culture is a little bit different when you go from state to state. Like, I feel like if you're up in Maine, cannabis culture might be a little bit different or it may be kind of looked at from the outside in a little bit different. Maybe how it's you know perceived in California or on the West Coast, just because they were kind of the first early adopters of medical cannabis and they had those programs yeah. established first. So. It's interesting that everybody kind of has similar pain points, no matter what what stage of the game they're in. With that said, how do you guys, you know, how do you like how do you plug in what you've built into a dispensary? Like, how does that actually work? And what are some of the some of the benefits of using a system like this? And not even just to cannabis, but just in general, using a system where you're able to get away from the sticky notes and the random papers and, you know, things like that. Like, how does that actually improve how a dispensary operates, how a leader can actually run that business? And at the end of the day, how does that actually impact a customer's experience when they walk into the dispensary? I'm sure it kind of has this, you know, trickle down effect as well, not just, you know, impacting the people up at the top. Okay, sure. I'll take that one. Yeah. So I think, one of the stories that I always like to tell people just because it has some emotion backed by it. Um, one of the managers that we spoke with told us a story about um, a new employee that he had hired and that he didn't have time to train this employee because he had so many other things going on, so many other systems to deal with, integrations with inventory and, and metric, as everyone knows. He just had so much that he wasn't able to give this employee the time he wasn't able to train him. He was supposed to give him a physical packet. He did it. And there was just a lot. And then he said to us, he said, you know, I felt inadequate as a manager. I felt embarrassed 
on, on behalf of myself, on behalf of the store, because I could not do my job. And so if you think about the trickle down from that, if the manager was not able to do his job to train this new employee, this new bud tender, the bud tender is customer facing. So now if this bud tender is not trained and the customer comes in, that negatively impacts their experience, whether that be from a a customer service and empathetic perspective. Does this bud tender know how to empathize with a customer who's coming in for, um, you know, medical cannabis? Now, does this bud tender know how to recommend products? All of that trickles down ultimately to the experience. With a software like ours, and we hope to give managers that ability to feel empowered, to be able to have the time to spend thing to spend time on things like training their bud tenders, or um, you know, just being able to do the things that that help them to run the store to not have to rely on sticky notes. We've heard stories about managers having to go home and then come back because they forgot to do something because they lost a sticky note and something that was important. So yeah, we hope with all of that being connected that they'll be able to do that more efficiently. Yeah, and that's an awesome story. Like, really, I remember when I heard the story, I'm like, well, that, they just rang a bell with me because I've, I've worked a few jobs in my day, you know. I've, you know, we come from the corporate world, but before I did that, I worked, like, restaurants, all kinds of just odd jobs. And you've realized when you start working for a company that's really organized, the difference it makes when you first start off those first few days. Um, I've worked for, yeah, I've... I've showed up and not had a computer for two months at a job where I had to use my own personal computer for two months versus like one of the last jobs I've had. Um, my computer was ready on day one. I knew what was expected of me. So, you know, that's, those are the, like, like you mentioned in the beginning, those are the positive things the corporate world has going for itself is a structure. So what we're trying to do is bring that into dispensaries, right? Bring that structure, the infrastructure so that, folks that work in them, like managers, butt tenders, can sit back and have some of those tasks automated. Like, okay, well, I'm a new butt tender. So what do I do on day one? Well, what about you get an email that tells you fill out this form, so on and so forth, that gets populated in the system so the manager doesn't have to do it. So a lot of automations like that is what we're going for, just to kind of just remove the redundancies and and things that, that are mundane that folks have to do that add time, so on and so forth. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes that makes perfect sense. That I think that's probably one of the biggest things, especially in a new industry where you don't really have much to compare, you know, how, you know, one company does it versus another. And it's not like bud tenders, have, or I, I could be wrong, but I don't think most bud tenders have, you know, worked at, you know, my, my like I Louis just like you I've worked at you know restaurants and I've worked in the food industry so like I've had a couple different places to to kind of compare my experiences with but you like being a bud tender I'm sure you don't really have like five different you know dispensaries that you can kind of compare to so it's difficult even for people that are on the front lines and customer facing to kind of give suggestions to some of the higher ups because they may have suggestions, but there's nothing to compare it to. And so somebody up top might be like, you know, it's exactly. a good idea, but I don't know that it's actually going to work. So yeah, I think that's, there's a lot of disconnect, but I think bringing that structure and that organization to, to any business, but especially a dispensary, I feel like that's just going to change the game in a lot of ways. Hopefully so. Yeah. I'm sorry, Cree. Go ahead. 
No, I just say, yeah, it's like the corporate structure without the corporate culture. Um, mm. But, and the thing is too, that I wanted to point out, Mike, is that a lot of the managers that we spoke with, owners, VPs, they had some really amazing processes in place, even though they weren't automated. And I was very impressed. And the way that they ran their stores was very tight and efficient. However, it just, it took so much work. There was just so much that went into some of these processes. And it's, you know, I'm glad this is working, but I feel like this, what's being done in seven steps, if it was automated and if we had more cohesive technology, this could be done in two steps and make things a lot easier for yourself and, and your employees. Totally. And I mean, like, I'm sure, I'm sure you two are always working on this too, just because you're doing this for, for other, you know, businesses like dispensaries. I'm sure like you're also thinking about how you're going to, you know, improve your own systems and processes about getting stuff done the same way I'm doing that. Um, and that's Absolutely. something that I think all businesses are, are constantly working to improve. How do you get things done, you know, better, faster, quicker, more efficiently, more effectively, and even at the end of it all, like improve your bottom line and also improve your customer's experience and the, the, the product or service that you're able to deliver. So I think you guys are, are really hitting a sweet spot in the cannabis space. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure very soon a lot of customers that are going to be going to dispensaries that are going to be using Tucana are going to be thanking you guys indirectly just for making that uh, that customer experience good. So I just want to leave off if if dispensary owners or dispensary leaders, VPs, managers, if they want to learn more about Tucana and how they can implement a system like this into their dispensary, what's the best way to get in touch with you guys or to reach out or to learn more about Tucana? Yeah, so uh, you can reach out on our website. So it's www.tucana.io. Um, what other contact? Yeah. So, and yeah, yeah, so here, so I, Cree's really active on LinkedIn. I, so I would, I would definitely connect with her. So Cree Robinson, first name is C-R-E-E. -E. Last name is Robinson as you know, just R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. And I try to be active as well. And my name is a lot more complicated. So I'll, I'll leave that to the <laughs> end. So our website um, is tucana.io, like Chris said, and that's spelled T-O-U-C-A-N-N-A.io. And you can follow me on Instagram. Um, you follow us on Instagram, I mean, at tucana.io, spelled the same way. And I'm, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So that's L-O-U-I-S for Louis or Louis, what I go by. And last name will be Masensi. So that's, bear with me, M-A-S-E-N-S-I, Louis Masensi. There's only one of us. Maybe my dad's on there too, but there's only two of us. So <laughs> you'll find me. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, anything else that you guys want to share, any kind of new developments happening with Tucana that, uh, that you want people to know about before we sign off for, uh, for this episode? Yeah. So we've got some really exciting things in the works. So firstly, our beta launch is coming up soon, uh, where folks can try out the software for free in exchange for feedback. We want to know what we can do to make the product better, um, and we, all, we will be offering two different versions of the software. So one that includes everything, work management, HR, sales inventory, 
um, project management, all of that. And then another version of that that includes everything except for sales and inventory. So for the folks that want to try out the software without switching from their primary POS. So if you are interested in participating in that, reach out via the channels that Louie went over, LinkedIn, our website, Instagram, and we'd love to chat with you and kind of understand what your needs and goals are. Awesome. Louie and Cree, Cree and Louie, I appreciate both of you guys so much for, for what you're doing for the whole cannabis community, for dispensaries and just making the whole the whole experience for everybody across the board better. I appreciate both of you guys taking your time to uh, to be on the show, and to everybody listening. I hope you guys check them out at twocana.io, and we will see everybody next week. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate. And I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.